Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Stephanie Ryan, who has her PhD in the learning sciences and is a social media influencer. Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, so I have my PhD in the learning sciences, and I focus on how people learn things. And in my day job, I write curricular materials and standardized test questions. So a lot of listeners may have actually experienced some of the things I have done before. Um, And then I also, as you mentioned, I am a, I guess you'd call it a STEM fluencer (laughs) of where I post science activities for parents and kids to do on Instagram and TikTok. Awesome. What are those science activities like that you're posting on social media? My biggest goal is to help parents see that they can do this without fancy chemicals. So most of my activities, unless they're sponsored by a company who had a product they wanted to show, are things you can do in your own kitchen. So usually they're baking soda and vinegar, food coloring, things like that. So they're things that uh, they can do with their kids, feel confident in asking them questions, and everybody can have fun without it being this formal thing. I love it. I love it. Well, awesome. Tell us a little bit more about your motivation, what gets you up and keeps you going every day. I want to make a difference in this world. And I think the way I went about it was I helped shape the minds of more people who are also going to make a difference. So sometimes I like to sit back and think like, I wonder what my students that I had in the past are up to, or I wonder if something I helped a curricular material, if that changed a trajectory for a kid, like, or that made a concept click and then they went to become a nurse or a doctor or, or what have you. Um, so that, that gets me up in the morning and then thinking of making people not so afraid of science. So not thinking like, oh no, lab science or how people do when you say, Uh, Like if you like math, ooh, math, no. Um, You want them to see that it's part of their everyday and it shouldn't be the scary thing, just normalizing it. Yeah, absolutely. Normalizing science. I think science, particularly physics, is so cool. (laughs) So cool. Physics is really fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I love that you are on the mission to normalize it. Let's get into your dreams, goals, and visions for your life and uh, social media, like tell us what the goal is with social media and as a person who writes curriculum every day. So the funny thing with the social media component was that that happens by accident. So (laughs) during the pandemic, I wrote a book and we couldn't go out and read the book anywhere. And so we started the Instagram account to kind of like, hey, check out this book. And it got put in the hands of influencers of where they talked about it. And then all of a sudden, moms started saying, please give us more science experiments, or how do you know how to ask a question to your kid? And I thought, 
you know what? I think the parents need a little help. And so it just kind of switched gears there. And then it kind of became this thing of its own. And I'm not really sure where it goes from here. That's something the last few months um, since my son went back to school, I, um, I've been trying to figure out where that fits in because it was full time because I had my son at home during the pandemic. But after that, I got back to working and it's, I still really like doing that. And I like interacting with the public and helping them feel more confident, but it's not all day. I'm not going to be up on TikTok trends and stuff like that. So there's gotta be a happy medium between them. Um, so I'm not really sure what my ultimate goal is there other than just making it so people do at me on TikTok and say like, hey, I did this. I did this experiment in my kitchen or, hey, I have this question. Could you do this experiment to help me make the answer? So I just want to be this approachable person that people feel comfortable asking questions to. I love it. I love it. I forgot the other part of the question though. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was what you like looked off to the side. I was like, is she? <laughs> um, but... No, that's, that's fine. It was just dreams and goals for the social media thing, but also your life in general. Um, for my life in general, I, again, I'm still kind of figuring some of that out. Um, I started my own company to do assessment and curricular materials, and I work with clients that I like, and I do work that I like. So it's really fun to do it that way. And I'm not sure where this goes in 10 more years, or I just really like to perfect my craft. And I like it. I like to be known for good work. So I'm always trying to improve on what I'm doing and making sure that I put out a quality product. Gotcha. Okay. So you, it's not like you're you have a W-2 where you're writing curriculum. You started your own company to write curriculum and standardize test questions and assessment material. Yes, um, a lot of um, publishing companies and sometimes states hire me to help write, like some states like to do their own curricular materials. Like this is our chemistry program for our whole state. Um, and I'll come in and help draft that, help make that. And I... I really love doing that. And it's just so fun to come up with all these different ways to ask a question. Um, because I, when I was in school, it was verbatim from the book. And now I can, I scour news sources all day and like science magazines. And I get to find really cool context to be like, hey, do you see how this relates to what you learned in school today? And I just, I think that's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really cool. I'm curious from a business perspective, one, like how much curriculum actually needs to be like written in the sense that are there a lot of consultants out there writing curriculum or are you kind of a unique person? And two, how do you go about getting the leads to like communicate with the state of like, hey, I'm your guy to write the curriculum? <laughs> Um, this is a good question. So I got started in the consulting world um, when I was a graduate student, because as an academic, there are always things um, where textbook companies need a subject matter expert to look at things or um, someone to help with the professional development and things like that. And I just found that I liked doing that more than any of the other stuff. <laughs> and I wondered how I could piece that together in a way. Um, and to get the leads, it started out word of mouth. Um, I reached out to people I knew who worked at places and you, you have to do some projects that aren't 
the most exciting in the beginning, um, or you just align questions to a standard, you're not writing anything, but then you build your way up and people then start to contact you and they say, oh, hey, I heard that you do good work for this. Like, are you interested? And then you get to choose after doing this for five years. I can say, yeah, let me see it and see if I'm interested, see if it feels challenging because I really like being challenged um, and it's it's really fun. Um, you just did make me think, I knew you would do this. You said you'd get me talking and I would find answers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, one of my big goals in the next year is to expand into public speaking a bit. Um, I've been doing a lot of podcasts and some TV appearances, and I'm, I did a science day for young girls for a major company, and I, I want to get into that more, of making specific videos for employees to do science at home with their kids or talking to parents about ways that they can be more involved and do science with their kids at home, things like that. That is amazing. <laughs> I literally love that. And I'm smiling so wide right now because um, my girlfriend is like an education consultant. She loves this stuff and she's going to love this podcast. <laughs> so I'll have to put her in touch with me. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's awesome. I would love to do that. Well, um, so expanding into public speaking, and does that look like kind of smaller groups of 10 to 20 kids with their parents, or does it look like wider audiences, like whole school gymnasiums? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, again, still working on the idea of it, um, but I'm thinking in terms of being like the plenary speaker at an event or um, virtual events because of the time we live in right now, uh, things like that, because I've, I've done them with, I think we had about 100 people on one of them, so not huge groups, but moderate sized, and I just, I want to be motivating um, and to give parents ideas and to help empower them that they can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess the other question I kind of want to go back to is, or the other topic, standardized testing. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about standardized testing. So can you speak to some of the pros and cons of standardized testing and how you guys kind of deal with that when you're making questions? Well, it's funny because when I first started in the standardized testing world, I went to a Friendsgiving dinner at Thanksgiving and I told somebody that's what I was working on was standardized testing. And she stopped talking to me and walked away. This girl I'd never met before. And I was just shocked. And I went to work the next day and told people, they're like, oh yeah, you, you don't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was like, well, I don't want to lie about what I do because I think I'm pretty good at what I do. So what I do is I definitely focus on making sure that if a student gets something wrong, it tells the teacher and the parents something about what they didn't understand. I don't throw any got you's into questions of where like you got tripped up. Um, I make sure because of my degree in the learning sciences and how people learn, I focus on misconceptions and every answer a kid gives me, I can tell you what they need a little help with. And that's my hope for where things eventually go. I mean, obviously I have to work within standards at different places, <laughs> so, but um, that's how I try to approach it. And then I, like I said, I try to scour current situations and news to show that 
science isn't just done back in the day by old white men. It's currently still going on by lots of people who look like everybody who's listening. Um, and that's something that I think is important to come across in those tests. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I, I think questions are really powerful just across the board in life in general. So the fact that you know how to ask really good questions to pull out certain misconceptions that a student may be having. I love it. I just love it. <laughs> and I won't lie, I'm, I'm 22. So like, uh, I don't know, like five years ago, I was taking these standardized tests. <laughs> Wasn't the biggest fan. <laughs> but I also didn't understand that intent behind the questions. So yeah, one of my favorite processes that some states do, um, well, every state goes through a data review of where they look at the data on the questions and see if there were any biases that certain groups did better than others and things like that. I love looking at that data and learning more about how to better craft questions of like taking that back into my writing. Um, and I also like parent review. Some states do that of where they select a group of parents who have to sign non-disclosures um, and they get to say like, no, I, I don't want my kid learning that in school or, oh, I really like that. And you can work with them to kind of come to an agreement on like how you might approach it. Um, I love doing that. The fairness and sensitivity and like all of that. I just, I want to make sure it's fair. Nobody is getting like held back because of a question I wrote. Like that is something that I always worry about in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of the curriculum materials, I can have a little more fun with those because we can do um, links to a YouTube video or do this experiment at home using a strawberry and some isopropyl alcohol. You know, like you can do all these things and it it's... Um, it's more interactive that way because a test, you don't ever see the person who's using it. But in a, in a textbook, sometimes you do have more interaction there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And do you write curriculum for all grade levels or do you focus on a couple? Um, I tend to do a lot of K-8, um, but I also do up to 12 grade and I also do some college. Um, I'm working on a textbook right now with the American Chemical Society for college chemistry. Um, so I do kind of all of that and I mostly focus on science but you will find me in math and history and other things occasionally but most of the time I, I try to stick with physical science and life science. Um, learning a lot of earth science lately <laughs> to write data. Um, which is good because my son loves space and that just wasn't something we talked about a lot when I was a kid. Um, I just knew the planets, like that's all we talked about. So he knows more about things than I do now and he's five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, so cool. And when you said learning a lot of earth science, do you have to, when you're crafting these questions, go back and review some of the material for yourself to make sure it's accurate? Oh, absolutely. And there are some times where you'll have a really cool idea. Like you'll read an article and you're like, oh, wow, I think that really goes with the standard. And you think to yourself, though, like, how can I simplify this for a fifth grader? Um, because this is from a scholarly journal. Like, how can I get this? How can I boil this down without it really not being true to what it was? Um, and thinking like that. So there are times, yeah, where I mean, today I spent half the day looking up something of a better way to 
um, talk about a concept. And that's one of my favorite parts about what I do is <laughs> sometimes we actually end up having to get things out. Like there is a, something about magnets a few weeks ago that I couldn't wrap my head around when I was trying to explain it. And I, my husband and I actually got the magnet out and started testing it out. Like, why does this make sense? What was it about it? And it was so funny. So I just, it's very enjoyable and every day is different. So that's my favorite part of what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. I'm glad that you, you're like making me like enjoy it as well. Like if you were to explain this to me, like outside of this context, I'd be like, Ooh, what a drag. But like your passion for it is like giving me energy. So I love it's it. so funny too, because my husband loves watching documentaries. Um, and at night he'll be like, Hey, do you want to learn about this? And I know I'm done learning for the day. I've already learned all I want to today. We're good. <laughs> I'm going to watch some trash now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, awesome. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about? We got public speaking, you're constantly improving your craft at your own company and um, doing the TikTok and being approachable for people. Does that kind of cover it all or is there something else you want to add? I, I would love to write another book. Um, so that's definitely in the pipeline somewhere. Um, right now, I'm still just kind of coming out of the pandemic. It was uh, a long long 15 months home with my son. Um, and he went back and I'm just getting used to that again. And, um, just trying to see where next year goes. So I, but it's exciting to get back into work and to keep writing. And, um, I get to bring my company to a conference if it doesn't get canceled. I've had two conferences get canceled in my booth. I haven't had to have but I, I'll get to sell my book at it. And I'm so excited because my community hasn't, I mean, they've seen it because I share it in all aspects of my life. So my good friends know about it, but everybody in chemistry hasn't seen it. And so I'm so excited to share. So that'll be next summer. And I'm very excited for that. Gotcha. Well, what is your book? What is it about? And also what's the book that you want to write going to be about? Um, so the book I did write is Let's Learn About Chemistry, and it is written for, get this, zero to seven-year-olds. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it takes, um, you think about how kids play, and this is how I came up with this. My son was playing, and he started sorting objects by color, and I thought to myself, man, a lot of chemistry, especially right in the beginning, is just sorting solid, liquid, gas chemical or physical change? Is it a molecule or an atom? Like they're very, you can really break these out. And I was like, you know, I thought we could do this with kids. So wrote a book and it is about which of these things is not like the other, that game that we used to play as kids and it uses their toys. And there are several correct answers. And as long as the kid gives you a reason, they're right. And it's such a fun book. Um, so my handle on all the social medias is let's learn about science, even though it's let's learn about chemistry is the book, because I have a goal to do this with other content. Um, so that's one of the books I would like to do uh, this rest of a series. And then I've got an idea for one for parents that if I ever have more than eight hours to sit down, I will sit down and like jot out my ideas, but they're, they're all swirling in my head right now. Gotcha. There we go. I love it. Well, cool. Here's the question that we kind of 
didn't know if you had an answer to in the beginning. <laughs> um, if there are one or two people that you can meet right now, they would really help you take the next step towards any of these goals or dreams. And they can be a specific person or a type of person. Who would they be and how would they do it? I don't know how to say her last name, but I would say probably, the, you know, the show Emily's Lab. <laughs> um, I do not. <laughs> oh, um, she's a NASA um, astronaut and she has a science show for kids on Netflix. And I love her enthusiasm and I love that she had a show go out produced while she was pregnant which is unheard of like that the whole series was filmed and she's pregnant during the whole thing like that's just not something you see a lot is a woman leading it and she's a mom and I just um she's very inspiring and I love listening to her talk and her public speaking events and I would love to be her someday when I grow up, even though she's younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. There we go. Awesome. And so she is like the person on Emily's Live. Like people who know the show know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I'll I look think it that's up. That's the name of it. What is it? Um, now I'm going to have to look up Emily, Emily's Wonder Lab. I forgot a word. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, awesome. Is there anybody else that you'd like to be? Maybe a type of person, specific person, or is she like, that's the one? Um, I like inspiring people. And there are just so many of them out there that it's hard to pinpoint specific ones. But people who can get like a grassroots approach to things of like, we can get everybody in on this. We can build it from the ground up. And I love people who are inspiring like that. Um, they usually like make the hairs on your arms stand up a little when they speak. And I just, I like being inspired like that. So it's hard to name just one because there are so many. Um, but yeah, people who do good for the sake of good. <laughs> there we go. I love that. Well, cool. If there were one or two things that everyday people could do, to really help you out with your dreams and goals, what would they be? One of them would be to follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Let's Learn About Science. It's super helpful. Um, I don't think people realize the algorithms that go into it and that every like you do and every comment really does help content makers or content creators get their things out there um, and share work. That is so important. So if you like a post you saw on Facebook, share it. Say why you liked it. Invite your friends to like it. Things like that. That's super helpful. And then I would say the other one is uh, go out and buy my book, I guess. <laughs> so um, It's on Amazon and you can get it at any bookstore. Um, if you, you'll have to order it because you know how bookstores, um, there are just so many books in the world. They can't carry them all. <laughs> so, um, but it's definitely Amazon, I think. I, it's almost Christmas. I don't know when this airs, but I think if people ordered right now, they could maybe get it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. This will actually air end of March, beginning of April. Ah, great March and April gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easter baskets. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Love it. 
Well, let's jump into our thriving three now. Our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Um, I was thinking about this one. And one of the books that really stuck out to me, and I read it when I was, um, you know how there's a week between graduation ceremony and when classes end? That's usually not the same day. I was in college and I had that week just to hang out with my friends until I graduated. And I was reading um, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. And I'm not a super religious person. And this book had me thinking about my impact on the world at a moment <laughs> where I was entering the world um, and thinking about how like these five people who I didn't even know I had an impact on, I had like, I could have changed their lives based on like the way this book was. And so I like to think of that sometimes when I do something, um, I'll think about like the down the road, like obviously I try to be a good person. Um, like we all try. <laughs> and I, I think about that though, but like, if there's something I want to do that feels a little selfish, it would be like, is this going to impact anyone else to where it might like totally change their life in a bad way? And I don't want to do that. Um, so that one really, that one really affected me and I'll hear things. So I do a lot of, um, community work in, uh, the, chemistry world so I meet a lot of people and I don't always remember their names and I'm always super embarrassed by it when I'll say nice to meet you and they're like we've met <laughs> like I'm sorry um, but I'll hear stories that I actually don't remember of a conversation where I've given them advice and they'll be like oh thanks so much for that advice you kept me in grad school I'm like I'm glad like I don't remember doing that but I'm so happy that that is what you took from this <laughs> so um, that's what I try to put out there is I try to make sure that I mean whatever there is in when you're when you're gone um if there are five people I wouldn't want the stories to be negative there we go I love that and what's one way you like to take care of yourself I love spa days it is a real problem. Before this, I actually was looking up pedicures and I was like, I don't need a pedicure. Stop looking at that. <laughs> um, I would get massages every day if I could. Like, I think self-care is so important. And if you're feeling relaxed and comfortable yourself, you can do so much more with your day. Um, if you've got the capacity to do that. So self-care could be anything you could read, have coffee, like, but making sure you're taking that time for yourself, especially as a parent, um, that definitely is necessary. There we go. Spa days. Go have one guys. I need to go get me one. I have never <laughs> had a spa day. So, um, awesome. What's one action step that you can take right now to get to your highest priority dream? Me, how I could, um, I could focus a little more right now. I think that I've been kind of doing my treading water between the pandemic and getting back into the swing. Um, and I feel like I'm probably ready to make more decisions about like, what, what do I do with let's learn about science? What comes first, the book, or do I do public speaking? And uh, just kind of focusing more on that. And I think in the new year, that'll be more of something I can do. Gotcha. Should we have you commit to something to focus on right now? 
Um, right now I'm committed to focusing on upgrading my Let's Learn About Science website. And I really hope that by the time this airs, I have done that because I need to. Um, the website started out as just to have an author page um, for my book. It was just a, hey, this is a real author. You should, you should, I'm, you should buy my book. Um, and then it turned into this whole other thing. And it's just got too many parts on it right now. And it's very scattered. And every time I go to it, I'm like, oh, this is not the best representation of me. And I need to fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you working with somebody to develop your website? Or are you doing it on your own? Right now, what I've done is I've sat down and went, to tons of websites thinking about like what I like that other people do or what it is what's the action item I want them to take away from each page they visit and so I've started jotting stuff like that down um and then I'll start working with somebody I felt like right before the holidays not the best time so <laughs> right now I've just got this running notes file on my laptop so <laughs> yeah yeah, well, there we go. Hopefully by the time March, April rolls around, this is aired, that website will be up to date and looking pretty That would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, I have, let's go two more questions. I have two more questions. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the power of consistency in your life and how it has helped you. And then also for those people out there who are struggling with consistency, how can we become more consistent? Consistency for me, uh, since I am a mom, consistency is key um, because if things are inconsistent, um, my five-year-old, he gets off in what he's doing um, and he really, he craves that structure. And while he, he likes to make decisions within that structure, he still likes that first we do breakfast, then we get dressed. Like he likes the order of it. And it, we may be off by half an hour, but it's still the same order. Um, and that's something that I find is super helpful if you're struggling is not setting the time specifically when you do things, but making a checklist. And when you make your checklist, if you're like me, sometimes there are things that are hard to check off. Um, like you just, it's a task that was too big and you didn't break it down enough, break it down even further. If you're having a tough time with some of the work things you're doing, make a personal checklist too. like go to the grocery store, check that feeling of checking things off can really help you feel like you're accomplishing things. Um, and it'll help you really go toward that goal. Um, in terms of consistency in my work, I mean, I try to do consistently good work and I always meet my deadlines, but the thing I love most about my day is that every day is different. So like today I looked at electricity and static electricity, uh, last week with magnets. Um, so it's just, I get to play with simulations and do stuff all day, but I do block out on my calendar, uh, time that I'm going to drop off my son and pick him up. I set monthly me time. So like I'll get a massage or something. Um, and I make sure that I still break out time to go do things for myself. Um, so like Mondays, I usually kind of take care of doctor's appointments or grocery shopping, things like that to get out of the house after a long weekend. Um, but that's, it's, it doesn't feel consistent, but it is now that I'm thinking about it. Everything I do is pretty much the same every week. It just feels like it's not because each day might be different, but every Monday is the same. Every Friday is the same, kind of like that. There we go. 
I love it. Well, awesome. The last question we have for you is requires a bit of pretext. You know how there are people on the planet that have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that and sometimes they'll die like that. Other times they'll switch to more of a growth mindset and they'll be willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch? I would love to know that <laughs> because I think that there are so many people that if they would just stop for a second and like just recognize that things don't have to be this way and we could do something else and that it's okay to make a mistake, that mistakes are not failures. Um, failures aren't even failures. The things that I think of as a failure sometimes are actually just stepping stones to getting to where you need and it helps you grow. Um, and so I think just reframing mistakes and not understanding something is not a bad thing. Like it's okay to go Google this. It's okay to ask someone for help. Um, experts do it all the time. Like if somebody's doing a surgery and it's not their specialty, they call in the other specialty. They don't sit and try to perfect it themselves. That's not what people do. So I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Um, so I would love to know what that catalyst is. I think that a lot of problems would be solved if we would all just figure that catalyst out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for the um, self-awareness is a common theme when I ask this question. And I like that. Stop, recognize, and be okay with mistakes. Stop judging yourself. That whole frame of mind is a really good thing. So I totally awesome. agree. <laughs> okay. I, I do have one last question for you because I think you have a particular insight into this. If you don't, just let me know. Okay. What is the best question you've ever heard? And how do you craft really good questions? So I'll start with the crafting. So crafting a really good question is that it doesn't end in yes or no. And it needs to be an explanation of why. Um, so you need to get in, you need to very carefully <laughs> specify what you're looking for in your question. Um, I like to think of this, um, I have a colleague I used to work with, he told me you look at the how and the why instead of the what. And that is kind of what I I try to do, and I always try to look at it through the eyes of a five-year-old, somebody who doesn't know anything about anything, um, so that you can really make sure that you're coming at it from all the angles they might approach it. Um, and in terms of the best question, whew, um, I'm not sure because I do a series on my TikTok, and this is one of those self-awareness things. Um, I want parents to know that scientists don't know the answers either, and always. So we have to look things up. And I have a series called Things My Son Asked Me on the Way to Pre-K that I had to look up. Um, and he asks some really great questions that I'm like, I have no clue, and I'll tell him, I'll let you know. And then I find it out and we talk about it. Uh, but one of the things he asked me that blew my mind and several other scientist adults' minds that a five-year-old would ask this, is he goes, mommy, I know that the sun, or I, I know that the earth rotates. 
and I know that the moon rotates. Does the sun rotate? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it should, like, I, I don't know. But I had to look this up and it was like, I never had ever thought of a question like this. And some of the stuff he comes up with, it blows my mind. I think we're up to six now. And that's just because I've stopped filming for a little bit because I had a deadline, but it doesn't mean the question stopped. So we have a notebook of that. <laughs> like I'm working back trying to answer them all so I think that asking any question is good and I love encouraging kids to ask and there is no such thing as a dumb question um and I think learning together is super important too so I love that my son knows I don't know the answer because we can look it up together and he can see that learning is lifelong not that mommy went to school she knows everything and you'd never have to learn things again and that's not helpful because that would really set him up for failure when he gets older. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I'm sure everybody listening is wondering this right now. Does it rotate? It does. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you should look on TikTok and see. Like I have, uh, he asked me how fast Flash was. Um, so it, they're not always science, but sometimes they break down into science. So like conversions and math of miles per hour, meters per second. Um, and so there's some really fun ones. And I just, it, to be able to take a step back and experience the world through a five-year-old's eyes is so fun. There we go. I love it. Well, awesome. Stephanie, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I don't think so. This was fun. <laughs> yes, it was a great time. Thanks for coming on the show. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Stephanie had to say, you're intrigued by her book, her social media presence, make sure to follow her, share her content, buy the book, share the message that science is fun and easy and that it is not easy, but fun and around you every day because it's not easy for everybody, but also that it is um, good to ask questions and that you should not be scared to ask questions or fail. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.